0: on Sandcast with, not Andy Benish, we have Andrew Benish.
1: Andrew Benish. And <laughs> We're going full name <laughs> today. I think, I think you're the only one other than my mom that calls me Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Is that a normal thing? You call him Andrew? Always?
0: Like, sometimes. I feel like, because uh, one of my best friends growing up, his name was Andy Levy. And everyone called him Andy, but for whatever reason, we called him Andrew. Andrew. Just, probably just to, like, kind of give him shit for it. But it just like was a thing yeah. that we just called him Andrew. Because and he like only his parents called him Andrew, only when he was in trouble. Yeah. And so we yes. just called him Andrew all the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> usually if I
1: hear Andrew, I'm like, what did You're I do? Like,
0: oh, I He's the car around. Yeah. It's like
2: me with Savannah too. Yeah. I'm like, oh gosh.
0: <laughs> I never hear it. I didn't know your name was Savannah for the longest for long time. time. I didn't, I didn't know, know that what, either. Yeah. Like you that UCLA team I remember thinking had the coolest roster of names yep. like but just between you and Zana yeah it's cool the enough partnership, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that her name was Susana for the longest time
2: the so best <laughs> was in in the Aguas Calientes Norsega they were, it was their announced the name was Susana and Alexandra wheeler yeah. and I was like this is the weirdest thing <laughs> this is the weirdest thing yeah but yeah we all have is the most unique name I think I've ever heard
0: yeah and it's I like, I dig it like yeah. I think Zana's it's like
2: sick. Badass name.
0: It's sick. Yeah. I love it. But so everyone, Andrew. Everyone's back <laughs> from competing. We got um, first international medal. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Let's go. Thanks. Paz, thanks come everyone. on. Give it a bow. Yeah. And first AVP win. Andy freaking Bennett. I'm fired up for you, man. Yeah, that was a cool experience. No sure. kidding. Like, what a cool way to do it. Like, playing with Nick for a whole season is cool enough, and then Nick's gotta like jet to coach Florida State oh you get to play with the greatest player of all time (laughs) yeah
1: I mean uh yeah when Nick like couldn't play anymore he's put us in a group text I think he talked to Phil before um and put us in a group text and Phil was like yeah I'm in I'm like all right (laughs) let's go so uh it came together like pretty naturally like I actually didn't talk to Phil at all before he got there I mean I texted him I was like you want to play left or right yeah, and I, told him, I told him, I was like, I'll play on the right, and then I was thinking about it, and I talked to Nick, and he was like, yeah, you should definitely play left. I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's a good call. So I give credit to Nick for at least 25% of that win, because if, if I was on the right, I don't think we
0: would have won. Well, maybe, because like, you have that debate of if Phil's on the left, his option's way more in play. That's what I was thinking, but I
1: was right. like, I mean, I'm going to get served – 90 percent of the balls anyway yeah it would have made my side out way worse so that's kind of like where we decided right the first game i was like you want to start on the right this time He's was like yeah i was like okay cool we'll just, <laughs> we'll
0: just
2: keep it like <laughs> thank god it worked out well.
0: <laughs> yeah i was i was really curious how you guys were gonna do because i mean we were in cuba so like we we couldn't really watch right no i Wi-Fi. was like you played yeah well, actually, it was funny because like, when the, when we did get Wi-Fi, it actually worked really well. Mm-hmm. But you just never knew what day it was going to work. <laughs> yeah, so we would go like a day or two without it. And then I'd pop back on and be like, oh, like we're flying now. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but you played so much grass growing up and so much indoor. You've played so much volleyball. I was like, and he's so big and athletic. Like, you can dig a ball. Like yeah. I've seen it. <laughs> I, t- I take pride in my defense. Yeah. It's just nobody lets me play defense. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about it. I was like... Andy, I was telling Tim, I, was like, I think Andy's a legitimately good defender. Thank you. And <laughs> I know when you texted me that, I was like,
1: yeah, man, I'm trying,
0: dude. No <laughs> problem. And, and you, then you get Big Phil up there. Yeah. And between you guys, like two really good servers, really good setters, really good side out players, it's like jumpy as hell. It's like a yeah. perfect beach for you guys to play and on. And hot, so we could split block. Exactly. It, 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 the
1: conditions could not have I was been like, better, this, is, for sure.
0: this is working out pretty well. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and it was cool, like, me and Phil had very, like, similar philosophies of what we wanted the defender to do to set up mm-hmm. the play. Um, so we were, like, we were hiding a lot, we were, like, jumping in and out between the seam. Um, and, like, we the first conversation we had about it I was, like, all right, we're on the same page, like, we don't yeah. have to, like, try to you know, work something out, like we were, we were on the same page from the start. So mm-hmm. it was cool to, like, be able to, well, not only, like, play behind his block. It was pretty easy. I think, I think <laughs> if I was playing with, like, somebody else, I would have looked way worse as a defender. <laughs> um, but it was cool, like, being the one that can, like, bait for him and, like, try to trick the the hitter into uh, swinging into
0: him. It, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It just, like, just thinking, I was thinking about the last couple years for you. I mean, you, went, you and Eric were, like, the hot, young, new team, and then you get picked up by Billy, who's just phenomenal. Then it's Nick, and then it's Phil. It's like, you are on, like, Ugh. a fast
3: treadmill <laughs> right <laughs> now. <Yeah. laughs> it,
0: it,
1: it doesn't feel real, for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Ooh, that, that's, like, one of those moments I was like... Uh, like, it, it felt like I was in a movie, to be honest. Like, yeah. even... Um, I was like, oh, maybe he won't show up or something. Or I just won't be able to play. Yeah. Like, I, until he got there, I was like, oh, okay, this is actually going to happen.
2: <laughs>
1: so we
2: cool. were in the USA gym, like I think the day before we left, yeah. and he walked out. And and like I didn't even ask. Yeah. Like uh, I think I asked like, when are you leaving or whatever. And he was walking out, and I was kind of lifting near the door, and he's like, gotta go work on my split blocking. I was like, yeah. what? Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> he looked at me like. Uh don't really say anything and I didn't I kept it I kept it I didn't even thank tell you. Evan I didn't even tell Evan thank you and I was like oh my gosh I just was so curious how it was gonna go and obviously turned out amazing yeah were there any games that so I didn't get to watch all of them obviously I right. was playing and I, I was in a loser bracket so I was like grinding away but were there any really really close battles or was it kind of you guys just dominated
1: no there were some close battles yeah. um uh, we went to three with Taylor and Taylor mm-hmm. um we kind of pulled away early in the third set, so that one wasn't super close. Mm-hmm. Um, Trevor and Try was a close one. Mm-hmm. It was, I think, it was like 12-10 or something. And uh, Trevor netted, and he admitted it. By the way, did oh, you watch that play? I
0: cannot believe I could not that believe wasn't it called. I was, That's one of the most egregious no calls I've seen on the AVP. Nor sick of whatever. Like, yeah, you, right. fine. <laughs> but I, AVP. You can't I miss lost it. my mind. But like, I have a theory. Like, if you go after the ref too hard,
1: like. Bill Klinsky. Yeah, like you're not gonna get the call. Right, you're not. No. They, they no. hate you, like no. as a person. <laughs> yeah. So you're not gonna get anything. I, I watched <laughs> Bill Kett a couple of times this weekend. I was
2: like, oh no. I know. Yeah.
1: But um, yeah, that that one, and then it was 12:11, because I didn't even jump on the block. I was just screaming at the down ref, and they put it away, and I was like freaking out. I was like, all right, whatever. Um, and then, but I was so mad. Like I probably jumped. Like ten inches higher, the next three plays. Yeah, so like I wasn't nervous; I was just pissed off. in yeah. that, that game. So it actually like kind of helped. helped. And then we had um, it was like fourteen thirteen, and Phil ran down a high line
0: and put it away. So we didn't go into overtime, thankfully. Yeah. But that was definitely our closest match. Yeah, that was a great match too. Yeah. There were some wild rallies in that. Yeah, try set. Out of, out of the, the net, net yeah. is Dude. still one of the best volleyball plays I've seen in a really he long said. time. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, that was unbelievable. Did, did you see Phil at the net in the, yeah. did you see the video? <laughs> she just, like, goes like this, like, <laughs> fake swings, but, like, really casually, <laughs> and then it's, like, a perfect set. He's like, oh, crap. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: It's so good.
1: Yeah. Oh. They, they had a lot of really good plays during mm-hmm. that match. Yeah. Um And I think they were, like, I mean, obviously, they split block all the time, so yeah. I think... Them like that heat favored them too, so yeah. yeah.
0: That was a tough matchup. And I mean, you'd been in the semis before, um, and you played. Well, you played trying the quarters of Atlanta, right? Yep. Um, was there like now that you'd been there a couple times? Did it feel any less of a big stage, or was it still okay? This is this has been my wall. Yeah, I need to break through. No, I mean,
1: um, I really wasn't focused on like what round we were in. Really, I was just f- kind of focused on the match. Um, which really helped um, but like last year I definitely felt like oh I'm in the semis like we win this like we're in the finals right mm-hmm. but this one I felt like all right we gotta like you know break down the strategy and side out well so I, I think I was a little more like focused on the like the actual game instead of like where I was at right. in the tournament yeah. yeah which helped a lot that's good. that's yeah. that's awesome do you think that that was like an experience thing having been there for sure, I think I think especially last year in Chicago when we played um, Chase and Casey in the semis, I was we like blew them out for a set, and I was like, oh, like we're gonna walk into the finals. Yeah, and uh, they beat us pretty bad the second set. And then third set, they took it, too. And I was like, gosh, oh, like, I was thinking about, like, where we were in the tournament too mm-hmm. early and yeah. stuff. And that almost happened to me again in the finals. I wasn't nervous at all during the finals. Yeah. Until we had our first match point. I was like, oh, my God, we're going to win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I go up, and I hit a ball, like, two inches out. I was like, oh, shit. Like,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, um, the next ball, like, we ended up winning the rally. But I, I told myself before the play, I was like, all right, don't do anything special, like. Put a good swing in, yeah. like make them earn it. Yeah. But the the first one, I I try to go like OT deep middle. Yeah. And I hit it out. I was like, all right, I'm not gonna do that again.
0: Which, I mean, was a swing that had gotten you guys to the final. Right. That that deep seam was ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. you're, I don't know if anyone. I mean, I know Jordan's a big stat guy. I don't know if he's taking the time to do the stats, but that deep seam swing. Had to have been like an eighty percenter.
1: Yeah, it felt, it felt pretty good <laughs> that that tournament. Um, yeah, it's definitely one of my go-to swings, and I can play like the high-low game with the uh, the line chop mm-hmm. underneath. If I if I know somebody's touching my high seam, like they're they're probably not going to be in the right position if I chop it back. Yeah. So.
0: I liked you wagging at Trevor a couple times, too, and you're like, no, 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 and you tag the line, like, three times, and you're like, come on, I don't miss
1: that one. Well, one of the finger wags was to try, actually, because there's a long rally, and um, he, like, swiped it off me, like, was not aiming for the court, and then maybe, like, seven plays later, super long rally Mm -hmm. again, almost the exact same situation. And I saw him turn, and he was facing, like, 20 feet. I was like, I'm pulling my head. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not touching this thing. Yeah.
0: You're good at that.
1: Yeah. That's I, a tough one. I've, uh, I've been punished for it, too, for sure. <laughs> the, uh, I, I remember I was playing with Adam Roberts against Paul Ottman and Gabe Ospina in 2019 in Austin, the round to get in. And it was 13-all in the third set. And, I like, Paul's right next to the antenna. I was like, all right, indoor guy, like, he's going to go for this one. Yeah. And I pull my hands and he literally just like fists it like straight, goes down, and then we end up losing 15-13. I was oh. like, it, it, it's the worst feeling in the world if you pull your hands and they don't go for it.
3: Yeah,
0: Do you but, think it's it's worse when you pull your hands and they don't, or it's better when you pull your hands and someone just full sends it? I mean, that gratification <laughs> that's for so sure funny. is, that's, that's the best feeling
1: in the world.
2: And it's also the worst feeling as an attacker because yeah. I go for that one all the time, and yeah. it's like... When you get it, it feels so good. Yeah. Like, and I'll I'll get it, and then, whenever it's it's weird. It was whenever I play Fallon. She's really good at seeing when I do it.
1: Yeah.
2: And she does the same thing. I try it. I miss it. And she looks at me like <laughs> A this. I'm bag. like, gosh. But you kind of have to just laugh it off because if you're the one going for it and you hit, I mean, you're hitting it like. To the freaking sky yeah. when you're doing it, and I, like did it, I did it, I did it in Mexico, and the whole crowd was like,
0: <laughs>
2: "What?" Because they, I mean, maybe they. When people don't get volleyball, they might not know what you're right. trying to. What do. you're trying to do, yeah. but if you can see that and drop your hands, that that's really impressive. Yeah, only a few people can see
1: that. It. it I think it depends on who you're playing too. Mm-hmm. Like um, Taylor Crab never, even though he's a great indoor player, never swipes, never. No. And I've tried it probably eight times on him throughout the years, and it's never worked. Um, but if I know you played indoor, like I, I usually, like it's in the back of my mind before yeah. the match starts. Yeah. There was actually um, a guy at UCLA, you, you went to school with JT, right, mm-hmm. Hatch? Yeah. He's the best high-hand swinger I've ever yes. seen in my yeah. life. Really? Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. and... Um, That's like, probably 90% of his kills were just high-hands. He had really. such like, a yeah. cannon.
1: Yeah. And we, we were on the junior national team together, and I remember we were in Lake Placid, we had like this gym, the wall was, like, 30 feet back, and I knew out of system, like, he was going for it, and I'd go up and pull, and he would hit, like, like, 40 feet up the wall, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> so far yeah. out, yeah. and I told him, uh, I was like, in college, like, if you try to go high hands, I'm going to do it in a game, you're going to look really stupid. Um, I never got him in game, though. I, <laughs>
2: that's,
1: that, was, that was my biggest disappointment from him. Were you in college game.
2: with him the whole time? Were you guys the same year?
1: He was one year below me, I think.
2: Okay, yeah, so yeah. I was with him for two years, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's a really gnarly player. Yeah. He's really good. And the thing with Taylor is, I think that, like, a lot of guys will see the court really well, mm-hmm. but I think that no one sees blockers' hands better than Taylor. He'll yeah. He'll just hang and hang and hang. It. As soon as you move just a little bit this way, he'll just chop it away from right. you. Yeah. And if you ever drop, he just, like, yeah. Pounds yeah. it. Yeah, it's going straight down. Just his arm is so fast. Yeah. Yeah, He the way he comes
1: in, too, like, um, he is so open. I mean, he's got to have, like,
0: shoulder problems or something, right? <laughs> the way his arm moves, like, doesn't make sense. Like, physiologically. Him and uh, the other one that gets me is TJ DeFalco's shoulder. Yeah. I watched that, and I'm like, that is so violent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He hits it so
1: hard. I think TJ has the fastest arm in the world right now. Uh, I would not doubt that. Yeah. Because w- he,
0: yeah, he's
1: for real. Yeah. yeah, he's got a fast arm. We tried him a couple of times when we played him last year. When he was playing with Nick. Yeah. And he was just hammering balls. All right, all right. We're not, yeah. not, <laughs> not going to touch it anymore. Do you anymore. think
2: he's going to try and transition out here in Hawaii Beach?
1: I mean, it's hard to give up however much he's making and mm, fair enough. in wherever he's playing. Where yeah. is he? Italy? I think he's in Poland. Poland this year. Um, I used to watch his um, <laughs> Italian team last year. They were so much fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were all young, undersized, and they were beating, like, Perugia, who had, like,
0: all world team, yeah, mm-hmm. was, they were really fun to watch. Yeah. yeah, Well, I know we had him on the podcast after he played in Manhattan, and he was like, "I'm going to play beach. I don't know when, mm-hmm. but he, I mean, he's kind of like Mike Amah, where yeah. he could come back and play beach whenever he wants. Yeah. But he loves indoor. TJ loves indoor and mm-hmm. loves the physicality of it. And yeah. I think he's starting to recognize that, you know, on the U.S. national team, it's it's getting it's going to go from like a really old team to a really young team mm-hmm. pretty fast. Um, just with like Reed and David and yeah. Matt Anderson and all those guys like starting to move out. Yeah. So TJ is like going to be kind of the leader of that team mm-hmm. pretty soon. And so I think he sees indoor like sure shot to Paris, pretty likely shot to L.A. Mm-hmm. And then I-, I think he'd probably come back after that. Mm-hmm. But I know he wants to play. it. I remember during COVID because he was just stuck somewhere overseas. Wow. And then he was like, what am I doing? Yeah. Why, why don't I come back to the beach?
3: Yeah.
0: I'm sure you, it doesn't seem like you have many regrets. Oh, I wasn't getting paid as much as.
1: Him. <laughs> 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 if I was getting paid as much
0: as him. I probably have some regrets. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah. it looks like I mean, you're like super healthy. Like you're uh, when we were practicing today. Like you just look strong. Yeah. Like it seems like you've kind of like remodeled yourself coming into this year
1: yeah for sure I mean I think um partnering with Nick was huge um I mean obviously there's so much stuff you can do to get yourself in a good position to compete but I think until you have like a teammate that's doing it all it's like oh like shit like I got to get on my game yeah and um Nick I think Nick and Try are the hardest workers in the in the U.S. right now for on the men's side Um, I know April like works really hard on the women's side, Um, but just like seeing his, not only like the lifting, like obviously he's lifting a bunch of weight, um, but like his diet, the way he times his meals, um, his like rest and recovery, he'll he'll do, um, you know, he'll roll out for like an hour and then stretch and then do an ice bath and sauna, like back and forth for like an hour. So, like, his his preparation to the game, I think, was really eye-opening. I think it's, like, stuff that we all know. Mm-hmm. But until you, like, see someone do it, like, firsthand, you're like, oh, wow. Like, he's really committed. So, yeah. that's been a really positive influence on my yeah. game. And um, getting in the USA Gym, too, helped a lot. Like, their staff has helped me. I have horrible form for Same. weightlifting. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> um, Christian, who's gone now, helped
0: me a lot during the offseason. Now, Miles... Um, is helping me. We're gonna pause here for a quick break to give a shout out to our sponsors and Try and I are so stoked to partner up with Athletic Greens. Now, I traveled more than 82,000 miles last year playing beach volleyball and Try put us well over the 100,000 mile mark for the whole Sandcast family and neither of us got sick a single time. All right, we were competing and traveling from February through November And not one of us so much as sneezed. And obviously there are a lot of factors in that, but the biggest common denominator that we both swear by, that we start our day with every single day is athletic greens. It is our one-stop-shop vitamin supplement that we bring on the road everywhere, and it is so delicious. A lot of the green supplements I've taken, it tastes like you've basically taken a fistful of dirt and earth put it in a blender, mix it up, and then you just chugged it down. This is not the case with Athletic Greens. It is delicious, and it is packed with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. It is delicious, and it works. All right, I swear, last year was the healthiest I have ever been. I give enormous credit To athletic greens for that, and my partner Adam Roberts, he actually started getting sold on athletic greens so much so that he actually started getting it for his parents. Uh, We cannot recommend it enough. It's a great price, honestly. It's less than three bucks a day, which if you are taking multiple supplements, you're going to be paying more than three bucks a day anyway. So you might as well. Just get the one-stop shop for all your nutritional needs with Athletic Greens. That's actually how the company was founded. So the founder was spending over a 100 bucks a day in vitamin supplements, and he decided to just found his own. And now we're on the the 51st or 52nd iteration of Athletic Greens, and it is so good, and it is beloved by athletes and high performers everywhere. I, I actually was uh, led to Athletic Greens by the Tim Ferriss podcast. And then Joe Rogan also has it on his podcast. And between those two, you have 90% of the high performers in the world. And now they're here on Sandcast keeping the boys healthy. Uh, so right now, for you, it's it's not just for athletes. It is for everyday people, okay? And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free, and I'm going to say it again, a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free, again, free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com Sandcast. All right, that is athleticgreens.com Sandcast to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, we are fired up on this partnership. We only work with partners that we absolutely love and Athletic Greens is one of them. Cannot recommend it enough. This podcast is also brought to you by, as always, our good friends at Wilson Volleyball. They make the absolute best balls in the game, hands down, no question. And guess what? We're going to be using a lot of Wilson Volleyballs this year because if you have not seen the AVP schedule, it is packed. Whether it's AVP America or just the AVP, which has the most events since 2008 2009, I believe we got 16 AVPs, 16. And then we have another probably dozen or so AVP next and AVP America is just full. And we are just going to be playing with Wilson Volleyballs from now until November, guys. So get some Wilson Volleyballs as you can get 20% off using our discount code Sandcast-20. All right, that is Sandcast-20 to get 20% off all Wilson products. So if you need a bag, if you need a cart, if you need balls, I recommend the balls and the bags. They make great bags too. Go to wilsonvolleyball.com and use our discount code Sandcast-20. And let's see you guys on the beach. With season coming up, Try and I have started releasing a weekly newsletter, the Beach Volleyball Digest, which is just curating all of the top beach volleyball news From around the world. We got Volleyball World, the McKibbins are doing stuff, Volleyball Magazine's putting out stuff. I just started writing for AVP America. Kim Smith over at AVP is putting out a lot of content, and we are basically just taking all of that and putting it into one big email newsletter. So if you ever miss any news, we got you covered. So if you want to get on that newsletter, head over to sandcastvolleyball.com. And on the sidebar, there's an easy sign-up form. We would love to have you join the newsletter. It's not just Sandcast News. It is literally all the beach news, snow volleyball, grass volleyball, whatever's happening in the world of volleyball, we got you covered. So head over to sandcastvolleyball.com to get your beach news today. But, yeah,
1: I think, um, I think the first four years I was playing on the beach, I was so scared to, like, lift heavy just because I knew my form was bad and I got injured in college. Um, And I had a lot of, like, bad habits in the weight room that I needed somebody to watch me to fix my form. So I think, like, all those things coming together and then partnering with Nick, like... I think everything just kind of aligned.
0: Yeah. yeah. What are some of the specific changes that you've made? Either just like your, you mentioned diet, like yeah. what workouts you're adding. Like what's been super effective for you? So obviously there are many things that are working well. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I think definitely like I've eaten, I'm eating more like natural foods. Um, I was eating, I remember we had this conversation a couple years ago about the oatmeal yeah, like I was eating so much oatmeal, mostly <laughs> mostly because I was poor. <laughs> and I was just like, all right, that's a lot of calories, like oatmeal and peanut butter. Um, but I started eating, like, more fruit. Um, I'd do, like, a smoothie in the morning with, with protein powder. Um, and then I've been eating a lot of, like, healthier um, meats. Like, I would do, I'd be like, oh, I'll go to In-N-Out. Like, that's a lot of calories. That's yeah. healthy. That's, <laughs> like not, that's not healthy. <laughs> um, I took uh, Sam Petlow's favorite meal. I make that a decent amount. He he, What's ate, that? he just he gets <laughs> he gets rice and then he does ground beef and taco seasoning and puts like vegetables in it. He like makes his own Chipotle bowl. I'm not kidding. He ate that, I think every single day for the three weeks he was living. <laughs> in I, I can't I can't do that. But I I've been like adding more things to my diet. I've been eating a lot of uh, like red meat too. Yeah. I think that's helped like put on weight. And then I was taking creatine earlier, um, which I I figured taking the creatine like I knew I was my weight was gonna shoot up, but I figured it'd drop back down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, it kind of sustained. Really. So um, yeah, I stopped taking it probably a month and a half ago. Okay. And my weight kind of sustained where it was, which I was surprised by. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Your fighting weight is at two fifteen. Two fifteen. right Now,
1: yeah. I think last year I was probably around two hundred. Okay. So, I put on a lot of weight, which was scary because I thought, uh, you know, back injuries might put some more load on it. But I felt great. I think as long as I take care of like the stretching and recovery stuff, like, yeah, I think it was good weight
0: yeah. to play on. I feel like it depends. You know, you can be like 200 and 215, but the complexion of your weight can be so different. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're two, 215, but like you're pretty solid muscle at this yeah. point. I feel leaner than I was last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. You look like you're, like, cut up. You're big. Like, (laughs) Thanks, man. (laughs) Me and Tim, when we were watching, I was like, that looks like a totally different Andy Benish from, like, 2019. Yeah. You just, like, you've, like, evolved. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, just, like, committing to it. And, you know, if I get injured or something, then I can adjust from there. But um, I think just, like, going all in, to the weight stuff like I was kind of like in and out like a little scared to hop back on the train yeah and I think I when we were playing probably like three years ago I told you like I don't believe in weightlifting yeah (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) which uh I'm getting I'm getting more sold on Mm um but yeah it's been uh it's definitely been like more of a mental transition than like the physical one yeah um just like Fully committing to it.
0: Yeah. so It's cool. And it's cool because, like, you've been surrounded by so many veterans of the game. You know, you yeah. played with A-Rob, who was, yeah. like, the launching pad yeah. for talented blockers. Right. You know, and I, Lord know, like, you and I both know that A-Rob leaves no stone unturned with his health and whatever. So, like, I know that... He probably showed you a lot, and then Billy's been a veteran for a long time. He's not like the crazy intense competitor, and Nick is. Yeah. Um, And then when you were in Florida, you know, Phil, you trained a lot with him. I'm sure you picked his brain, and Jason Lockhead, and whoever. Like, it's cool that, like, a lot of people are surrounded by greats in this sport, but not a lot of people actually take the lessons, internalize them, and then execute on them. And it seems like you're doing Mm -hmm. that. Right.
1: Yeah, I always, I heard a quote, I don't remember who said it, but it was like, assume the person you're talking to, like, knows something that you don't. Even if it's, you know, some random guy yeah. that doesn't watch beach volleyball and he comes up to you and he's like, oh, like, you guys missed a lot of serves. Like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I probably yeah. shouldn't miss you serve. so many serves. So I think you can learn. Uh, obviously, it's easier to take it from like take advice from people that have been there and done that. But um, just like having an open mind, and not being so dogmatic into what you're doing, like, oh, this is the right way. Like you, you really don't know until you you try everything. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like Seb, I feel like you're probably on kind of a similar thing. Your first like year or two. Yeah. Out, you know, out of the the UCLA bubble where you had the coaches, the trainers, the nutrition. Like, what have you kind of figured out for yourself, or are you like what kinds of stuff? Like, are you experimenting? Yeah, with?
2: and like it's it's interesting because like you come. I mean, same thing with you in college. Like, you have all the resources and you have your, your coaches and your strength coach, there's like, that's the right way to do it. And you, you have to buy in or, or you're going to be absolutely miserable and you're probably not going to play. So you buy into it. And thankfully for me, we had Stein and Jenny, they're very easy to buy into and we had the, the success to back it up. So that was super easy for me. And I was literally talking to Evan about this today, just about like this whole, how this process I've, I haven't played really with a veteran. So like Last year, it was, like, me and Megan Craft, or me and Abby, who were still in college. Right. And now it's me and Tony, who were just out of college. And we have... Just, I would lie, be lying if I said we had a clue of what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, especially me. Like, I don't know anything that's... The, I don't know what the right thing is for me because everyone has a, a different... This is I talked to you right before I graduated about, like, everyone's journey is a bit different. And so... It's been an interesting transition for me because I, you have to, you know, figure out what works best for you. And I haven't had that person, but we started working with Jen Snyder who, um, very recently within the last couple of weeks and her biggest thing it's, it's, I mean, I have so much to work on, on the court, but her biggest thing right now is like, like you said, taking care of yourself off the court. Like she stresses so much when we're, we're going to Lithuania in a couple of weeks, like we're going to be on the road for like three weeks in a row. She's like, you have to bring a foam roller. You have to bring a lacrosse ball. You have to be feeling well. You have to be hydrated. And that's like her biggest thing. And she's making me show up 30 minutes before practice. I'd show up five minutes before practice, throw three balls. And I feel like I'm young and I'm fine. I can get get away with that. But we're at such a high level now where, you know, I can't rely on my athletic ability to be successful. Like I'm getting exposed a little bit. And like I felt it in Austin a little bit where like, all the things I was able to do in college when I was, you know, I needed to side out. They don't work anymore. Like, you know, and you have to, you know, in La Paz, I had an eye-opening experience. Like, you don't get served a single ball and then on, you have set point. We were up 2017 and they served me and and we lost the set. And, like, and I didn't have a coach there. I didn't have a, I was playing with Megan Gebhard. She's not very experienced either. And so I didn't have anyone to, like, Coach me through that, but yeah. I learned so much. And so, instead of learning from a, a veteran, I'm learning through like trial and error, which yeah. is like really frustrating. Yeah. But it's a part of the process. <laughs> and me, me and Tony are in the same boat, which is great. And Jen's been really helpful. But, um, yeah. I mean, I wonder what it would be like if I paired with a veteran. How quickly I would progress. But that's how I feel when I train with Jen. Like I feel like she knows a lot, and I, I'm sure. So many coaches do, but she's been really helpful in trying to transform our game different. It's mostly a mindset thing. It's mostly, most of it is mindset and yeah. off the court stuff. All, all the on the court stuff is like little tweaks right. here and there.
1: And you, you kind of already know. like yeah. what, what I know exactly I mean, what yeah, I need to work exactly. on
2: and it's okay. a lot of stuff. But <laughs> the biggest thing is like the mental side of the game or like the, you know, preparation in between games and making sure I'm eating the right things in between games and like not eating oatmeal packets because I eat oatmeal all the time, like stuff like that. Yeah. And like Evan's been, he's been great with the food, the fueling thing. He loves to cook and we, yeah. we've been eating pretty good. But I, I mean, I used to go in and out all the time and yeah. like yeah. drink a beer with dinner. And then I was like three or four beers and then I <laughs> recover terrible. Like yeah. you just don't yeah. realize, that, like this is, this is perfect. So right. yeah. I mean, yeah, you learn a lot, but it's, it's, I'm in a little bit of a different situation where I'm kind of going, trial and error so, well I will
1: yeah. say the trial and error it hurts a lot more but you definitely remember you, yeah.
2: it yeah <laughs> you definitely remember yeah. it yeah. I've, had, I've had some haunting memories that I like literally lose sleep over and, yeah. and it sucks but you know hopefully I go to San Antonio and hopefully we call out for, for New Orleans and when I get served on match point or set point like I just the court isn't as small as it seems when you're getting served on set point yeah it's yeah. just another it's just another point another point yeah, yeah. But I wanted to ask you, you know, pairing with – I mean, I think you had a good experience with Billy, and he was a veteran. So that, you know, I've never done it. So what was it like pairing with Billy and then pairing with someone like Nick and then all of a sudden pairing with someone like Phil? Are you, like, shitting yourself? Like, oh, my gosh, (laughs) I I better perform? Or is it more exciting? Or both? I mean, what was that experience like for you?
1: I mean, I think actually last year playing with Billy was like – Really, really helpful in terms yeah. of understanding like your role with your partner. Like, yeah. obviously, I'm younger than all three of those guys. Yeah. I remember the first tournament I played with um, Billy was that Cancun. Um, oh yeah. Uh, country quota. We had to fly down there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and like I played horrible. Yeah. Um. I thought, Shit, he's gonna drop me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he stuck with me, and we talked to like a. John Mayer was coaching us, so we mm-hmm. talked with John Mayer and um a sports psychologist, Peter. Um and I think like for that tournament, I I thought of Billy as like so much farther ahead of me, which he was on on paper, like he was. But like at at that point, like we're a team. So mm-hmm. it's it's not really like, you know, he's gonna carry me the entire time. Like I gotta pick up my weight yeah. And, yeah. and be able to do it. Um, so that was a really helpful ex- experience, and then like being able to play the rest of the season with Billy and like grow as a team. I love playing with Billy. Yeah. I th- I, Billy's definitely one of my favorite partners. Mm-hmm. Um, such a nice guy. Like very surprisingly, very fiery on the court. Um,
2: yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't think, but it, I met him in Puerto Vallarta, and he was oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> he's, so I, funny. I think he's the funniest guy on yeah. tour. Yeah, he's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think yeah, and then. Um, pairing with Nick, like, it's kind of the same thing as, like, oh, he's been to the Olympics, like, I remember the first, like, whatever, five or ten practices, I was, I was pretty nervous, yeah. um, just to, like, show that he made the right decision, you yeah. know, yeah. with Phil... It was different because it was like, all right, sweet. Like, we get a split block. Yeah. Like, we're not supposed to uh, do that well. Yeah. Even though, like, yeah. I was like, all right, I'm playing with, like, the best player of all time. If we lose, like, it's not Phil's <laughs> <yet."> so, <laughs> But I wasn't really coming at it from that approach. I was like, all right, we got to, like, figure out um, the, the chess match. Well,
2: like, you had no time to prepare, so you kind of had no- nothing to lose. True. Right? Yeah. Very true. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I think, like, there's definitely partners that put more pressure on you mm-hmm. just through, like, body language or whatever, um, like little comments, but yeah, right. Yeah. But, um, like I've kind of, I feel like I've gotten past the point of like putting people on a pedestal, um, either people you're playing with or people you're playing against. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I, I really do think like playing with Billy kind of opened my mind to that, to that part of the game Because yeah. everyone's the same. Once you get out there, usually, I mean, I think, the better you are, it's hard to stay on top of the mountain. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you have more pressure if you're the one seed, you're playing a 16 seed. Like, I mean, I feel like the one seeds get nervous. Yeah. Because it's like, all right, we, we, <laughs> just, we cannot you have, get upset. You have nothing to gain. Right. Yeah. You, know, you have nothing yeah. to gain. If, if you yeah. win,
0: then congratulations, you right. beat the 16. And if you lose, it's like, well, what just happened to you guys? Yep. Right. You know, I remember um, Mike Krzyzewski when, because Duke basketball, they rarely schedule just tune-up. Games, Yeah. And people asked him why. He's like, what do we have to benefit from that? Right. Because if we beat, you know, Sisters of the Blind, yeah. you know, like, what do we And Like, yeah. what do we gain from that? Right. You know, if we, if we lose, then we have everything to lose. And so the one seeds, I think you're absolutely right. It's how I feel in, like, a, um, a CBVA or, or, like, an mm-hmm. AVP Next. Yeah. When you're playing, you're like, the one seed in your pool and you're playing the four, you're like, these are two pretty athletic guys. Yeah. You know, they could... Catch a heater from the service line we could lose and like I'm like damn it. I just want to play a really good team Yeah, Yeah. so (laughs) So it's not as bad if you lose right 100% you get that thoughts in your head a hundred percent.
1: Yeah Yeah, I think um, Like I played a bunch of those Florida tournaments. Yeah, and like I was probably it was like me and Logan Like one of us should win the tournament. Yeah, but you lose to any other teams it's like oh like you sucked
0: (laughs) and the Florida guys will let you
1: know oh yeah they'll let you know they're loud
0: I I like the Florida culture (laughs) me too man like I like it's loud it's brash and then it's uh, when it's over everyone's like hey man you wanna get a drink yeah Yeah. Yeah, it's great like everyone's friends in like that brotherly way where you can, like, talk shit, and then yeah. five minutes later, you're like, oh, yeah. hey, man, yeah, what are you doing As long as you can separate them. I remember right. the first time I played Brad.
2: I was going to say Brad Connors. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally just
1: going to say that. I love
3: Brad. <laughs> the first
1: time I played... uh Oh, sorry. You're good. Um, yeah, the first time I played Brad, he was playing with John Justice, and I was playing with Eric Branick, and they were talking so much shit. And... Like, we went on a run, and we, like, absolutely – I think we won, like, the last eight points of the game. Like, we just started murdering them and talking back. And I was like, oh, these guys are probably going to fight us after. And Brad, like, came up, and he's, like, the nicest guy ever. All you want a
2: rumpy? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You want a rumpy. <laughs>
1: and, like, ever since then, like, I've been friends with Brad. Brad's an awesome guy. Yeah. And you know, like, once he gets in the tournament, like, that's just who he is on the court, you know. And that it works for him. Yeah, He, he definitely gets some guys with that um, – That approach, like he'll, I've seen people Melt down against him because they like,
0: especially the Californians. Yes, <laughs> they <laughs> melt right when Brad Connor starts opening his mouth. I'm like, Oh man, give me some popcorn! I'm yeah. ready for this yeah. one. It is hysterical. Yeah. The thing about you know, guys like Brad is that you know where you stand with Brad, right? He's just gonna tell you how it is, yeah. no matter what he wants to say. 100%. Like, I appreciate your candor, Bradley. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, you, <laughs> Bradley... You, you never have to guess what's going on in his mind. <laughs> yeah.
0: he's, he's, he's a straight shooter, for sure. it's so funny it's like Jake McNeil in the movie that we shot in Bulgaria he had to play basically Brad Connors yeah where he was just loud and brash and just bouncing balls and letting people know it and Jake before like he would shoot the movie he'd tell the guys I don't mean any of this yeah and the three guys walked off set they couldn't handle it (laughs) dude I was talking
1: to him no way
2: I literally talked to him this weekend about it it, he's like I had to play the bad guy the whole movie I didn't know he was in the movie with you yeah Oh, my god!
1: He showed... He was talking... Yeah, I talked to him about it in Thailand. They showed me the trailer. Was, I don't think okay. it's officially released yet. Yeah. But uh, what was his line? It was, like, basically, like, you suck it off the court and, like, t- telling him he's bald and stuff. I was yeah. like, Jesus. <laughs>
2: <Jake."> like, <laughs> <laughs> that was
0: too much. <laughs> he, he let it rip. And yeah. the CEO of the studio was like, you can't... Because they just let us go. Yeah. They, like, most of the volleyball stuff, they're like, write your own script, do whatever. Yeah. And so when we were playing... It was just like totally unscripted. And your yeah. reef Learner, the CEO, he's like, No one can script this. Yeah. See, this is incredible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well,
1: that's what he's saying. He's like, he's I like, come off set and they're like, That was great. That was perfect. Yeah. And the other guy's like in the corner, like all pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> 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 he's like,
3: well,
0: What do you want me to do? Oh yeah. my gosh. But speaking of Thailand, uh, hell of a finish there too, coming out of the Yeah. And you guys, like, so the future's. You never really know what you get with the Futures or, like, what was formerly a one-star. Mm-hmm. That was not a weak tournament. No. Like, that was strong. You guys played a really good team in the qualifier. I was looking at the brackets. Like, mm-hmm. man, that's not that, au- that Austrian team? Austrian team's good. They were really good, yeah. They, you yeah. played uh, Kindle? Yeah. He has one of the craziest arms I've ever seen. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think everyone we played. We played an Israel team first round that was really good, like, really
0: physical. Was that Ohana and uh, Elazer? I don't remember their names. They're good. They're they're their ones. If it was their ones, which I think it was. Is it the blonde it's not good. the blonde guy? No. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, I don't remember their names.
0: But yeah, we played a lot of um
1: really good teams in that tournament and but it was like dude, I Austin was probably twenty degrees colder than it was in Oh
2: my gosh. Yeah.
1: Whoa! Yeah. So, I, like, I was at Austin. I was like, this is, f-, like, yeah. I, I re- literally wasn't hot, like, during any of the matches. Oh, was oh awesome. my So, I think, like, having that tournament as preparation was was big. Um, but I would say probably two people a day just straight up died on the court. Yeah. Like, you would watch them. Third set would happen. It was, like, someone would go up 2-0. And they're like, all right, that guy just gave up. Like, yeah. you could literally see them give up. It was crazy. And pe- people were, like, hiding behind the ref stand in the side switches.
0: Yeah. Like, it was so hot. That's how uh, Cuba was similar, where you could just see the the give up happen. Right. And it was crazy because there were really good teams who were losing to objectively terrible teams. Yeah. Because they just could not stand the heat. Yeah. And we played this Puerto Rican team that ended up beating uh, Logan and Tim Mm -hmm. in the quarters. We played them in the quarterfinals, and they were just, they had nothing left. No gas in the tank. They just stopped trying. And they gave up. And I was like, well, th- now this is just annoying. They, took, they kept calling medicals and stalling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, I just wanted the match to be done. But, like, you could see teams just, like, throwing in the towel.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just, like, very visibly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And we are um, semifinal. It was just a race to the bottom between me and Bogue of who was going to melt down first. Because after, <laughs> like, we were up, like, 8-6 in the second. And Hagen figured it out. And he was like, we just need, we just need to melt them down. And yep. so it was just like short, deep, short, deep. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Tim.
3: <laughs> <I> need <laughs> help some help. Yeah.
0: And Tim was phenomenal. Probably the best match he's played. Yeah. Just carried me all the way through. Oh, That's awesome. It was just near Bogue. Who's going to die? <laughs> That's so funny.
1: <laughs> yeah. Those are the worst tournaments. Like, I don't understand how. They like every tournament you play in, it's like the hottest weekend for that region. <laughs> it's like how are you or guys it's planning raining.
0: this? Or it's or it's pouring
1: yeah. rain. Yeah. Like yep.
2: last year I felt like I played it every tournament when it was raining. Yeah. I was like, what in the world is yeah. going
0: on? World tour, you pretty much you'll get rain everywhere you go. Yeah. Yeah. Although did it rain until Thailand? Or is it pretty good?
1: Mm, I don't think it rained during any of the matches. It might have rained like like for thirty minutes a day, but it was usually later in the day. Okay. Like after. Yeah. But it was humid. It was really humid. Yeah, it's crazy. No oh wind gosh. until the finals.
0: That's, I mean, I would say that's nice, but that's terrible. Yeah. Because when it was still breeze. in Cuba, I was like, oh please, God, just a little breath. Just, yeah. just. <laughs> I would literally go to the box.
1: I have like two waters and just pour them on my head. Yeah. And I'd yell at the downer like, we need more waters. <laughs> Every single batch. He,
3: <laughs> he looked at this graveyard at the bottles. <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> hey guys, how's it going? Wanted to take a quick second here to let you know about an awesome product that we discovered this offseason. It is called Eversun Lighting. Eversun Lighting is an extremely portable and versatile lighting system built for outdoor after dark activities such as beach volleyball. We used it in the McKibben format this year, had an amazing night match, which you probably saw on YouTube. The company is expanding quickly. They're on their third production model, and that unit is called the Apollo. That's the one you're going to want to get your hands on. It is made up of two LED lights, 100% lithium-ion battery-powered, 18,000 total lumens, and if you're going to carry it around, it's about the size of a snowboard case. Weighs 35 pounds, light head detaches from the telescopic mass, which goes from 5 feet all the way up to 20 feet high. That mast is ultra light and ultra strong made of carbon fiber. If you get two of these lights, they can light up a beach court easily. You get four of them, it's gonna be like a professional match. You also can swap out the batteries. Each battery will last about five hours. So these are extremely versatile. The Apollo units are currently being sold on pre-order because there was so much success of the McKibben Foreman. Special pricing for pre-order and the early bird special goes through April 30th. You're going to want to go to Eversunlighting.com and use discount code SANDCAST for your 10% off these lights. You will not regret it. Again, use discount code SANDCAST and you can have some of the best night matches of your life.
0: This podcast is also brought to you by Bala. Now, if there are two things that beach volleyball players talk about all the time... They're trying to figure out how can I stay hydrated out there in the sun, in the sand, sweating, playing three matches, four matches a day. If you're in the CBVA, AVP next, you might play 10 matches a day. Who knows? So we're all trying to stay hydrated. How do we keep from cramping and how do we keep the inflammation as low as possible? And that is where Bala comes in handy. Founded by Dr. Arash Aftabi and Dr. Farnoush Fadavi, husband and wife dental surgeons based in Southern California, which is the Mecca for beach volleyball. Bala was inspired by their 20 years of research on plant-based therapies to help their patients recover from post-operative, operative rather, swelling, bruising, and inflammation after oral surgery. Now, we're not getting oral surgery out there on the beach, but we are swelling, we are bruising, and we are constantly inflamed on the beach. And what Bala is, it's a natural alternative to prescription painkillers with the addition of effective hydration without sugar. Now that is huge. Not having sugar in all these drinks is so clutch. Gatorade, Powerade, they're all loaded with sugar. So to have Bala and a plant-based alternative to that is huge. And so we drink, me and Tri, we drink this every single tournament now. Every time, in between matches, we're recovering with Bala. Now, we cannot recommend it enough. They have active ingredients like turmeric, bromelain, popane, which are responsible for the anti-inflammatory benefits, and it also contains the electrolytes we need for hydration. So head over to Bala today and get your first plant-based enzyme drink. Get hydrated, lower that inflammation, and play the best beach volleyball of your life. But with – I mean, you played what, like three, three tournaments? You played Mexico – Played like Mexico, Thailand, and Austin. Austin, yeah. Okay. It's so funny to see, like, I was talking to Casey Patterson the other day, and Austin was his first tournament of mm-hmm. the year. And he was like, how many of you played? It's like, like, uh, 10. <laughs> okay, that's crazy. <laughs> it's that's funny. You're, you're pretty much, like, kind of three for three, because you beat a pretty good Portuguese team in yeah. Mexico. Who, who'd you end up losing to?
1: Australian team.
0: Oh, McHugh, McHugh and Burnett. Man, they're hot
1: right now. Dude, they, I mean, they were playing well. McHugh... Um, Played well, and Burnett, dude, he was swinging at, like, 11-6 as hard as he could. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, we got to serve McHugh. Like, he he's swinging too high. Um, and it was such a bummer. Like, we got, I think it was overtime in the first set, like, 27 all. And then I touched a ball. Nick, like, put it up. I, like, did a backwards pokey, and they called me over. Oh. And nice. after after I watched the replay, I, I definitely, like, finished over. I don't know if I contacted over, yeah. but, like, I finished my arm over the net. And Nick was going off on the ref, And then they were serving me the entire time, and they served Nick, and he got sand-monstered. That's oh, how I remember seeing that, that one. It's like brutal. Yeah. And then they played really well the second set. Like, they definitely uh, deserved to win that second set. But that first set was, was
0: like, a killer for the momentum. Yeah. 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 That's a good team, though. They, yeah, they were playing well. Because they, I mean, they won Asian champs. They yeah. beat Sharif and Ahmed. And right. that was when Sharif and Ahmed uh, were, like, on top of the world. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: And yeah. the world tour's been interesting. There's been a lot of shuffling, because Anders has only played... Rosarito, yeah, and Christian, and they're technically like number six in the world, which yeah. is funny. And then Sharif and Ahmed got upset by the Grimalts, yeah, I, saw that. I just watched that. And uh, things are changing, the world tour is getting, yeah, more parody. The freaking Netherlands, man, yeah, they are stacked, yeah, they got like four teams <laughs> I know. that are like legit. Watching you and Phil, I was like, is that Baron Horst and Vandeville out there? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we were, um. Like, when, when when I found out I was going to play with Phil, I was watching some film, like, on the defenders. I was like, all right, who's, like, most similar? I watched, like, some Vanneveld and Baron Horst. I watched um, Andre and Ivandro when was, they played together. Yeah. But I was watching, and I was like, dude, these guys aren't moving on defense at all. So I, like, went back to watching Sorum. <laughs> I was like, going to do with Sorum does. It might not be as good, but,
3: yeah.
1: but he baits way better. Yeah. And so that's, like, that's... That's who I was trying to, like, pretend to be, like, the hop, like, sit in the seam, yep. hop and stay, or hop and go. Yep. But, like, we were, we played with the seam so much, like, there was a couple times I straight up couldn't even see the attacker. Really? Like, I, if they would have hit He's it over hiding. Phil, like, if it would have gone through Phil, I would not have gotten it. Yep. But I think every single time I did that, like, he got the block. And I was just, like, crouching down there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it
0: it's hard to hide you. Yeah. a <laughs> big boy to hide yeah. back there. Well, I mean, Phil's a big boy, too. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, Do you think that the men's side is just starting to change that way where not that defenders are irrelevant, but their value is starting to decrease just with how physical like the game is getting?
1: I mean, for the world tour, for sure. If you if you watch the men's side, it's probably they swing, what, 80% of the time?
0: I think because Jordan, like huge stats guy, he yeah. said it's like the elite teams are a 70-30 yeah. at minimum. Wow. Right. Yeah.
1: So I think I think for sure like the blocker is the big difference. I would say on the women's side the defenders, mm-hmm. the big difference. Unless you have like a huge blocker like Alex or or Sarah that is just like so imposing that it's like taking away right. um, some of the regular shots. But for the men's game like I, I do think like side out still king, and then point scoring like it's gonna be blocks,
2: blocks aces, and mirrors, yeah
1: errors or like if you pick up maybe like three or four balls a set you have to convert on all yeah and i think like the top teams in the world other than i mean ahmed still what he's like six five yeah i mean he's taller than i am yeah he's a he's a big guy yeah. he's so funny if you look up his height on google it's like six <laughs> one and sheree's six three i was like Damn, <laughs> no that is not way. true no you, look it up after this it's it's so funny um but yeah, like he's—I would say he's like probably the best defender in the world right now, and um, like I mean, obviously he's really quick. But every time he picks up the ball, like it's—he's he's he's gonna put, to put it away. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that is where the game's heading. Um, but I think there's still like space there for like a smaller guy. You just have to be like lights out for side out yeah. and have a good serve to be able to put them in trouble. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I look
0: at. You look at the best teams in the world, and they're just monsters. Yeah. You know, you, get, you have a Christian, yeah. um, and York Groot yeah. is phenomenal. But even he, I mean, he's 6'3", 6'4". Yeah. He's Same like, with Sorum. Awesome. Like and, six, and Sorum's big. Six four. <laughs> and then, you know, so I look at, like, Taylor Crabb, and he just has to work so much harder mm-hmm. to score. And it's been funny to see this balance, because it went, like, for a while when Phil got on tour, he was, like, the biggest dude. Yeah. And then the Russians, it was like seven footer, seven footer, and then everyone went huge and a little, yeah. and now it's like a little smaller and a little bigger. Yeah. So you have like all these six eight six six teams. like yeah. Like, I feel like Brower Musin were ahead of their time. Yeah. They started they in 2011. Yeah. And now everyone's just like a Brower Musin clone. It's yeah. crazy.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. I I, I wonder if um, the U.S. will like start to go that way too. I mean, there's well, I not a lot of uh, big defenders. I, other than came yeah and then obviously Try and trevor
0: yeah and troy's, uh, troy's i to put troy in that yeah, class.
1: troy's physical too he, he might be like what six four yeah but i mean he plays like he's six, he, six he plays seven. high yeah. and Austin mm-hmm. he played real high Dude, he's, he played he played lights <laughs> out i talked to him after the game he's like i get you ot i was like you got me ot like four or five times yeah yeah
0: Looked like he got just a little tight yeah. at
1: the end of that first set. I know. Well, that's why I started going, <laughs> going to him. Still, I yeah. was like, "It's whatever." Nineteen all. I was like, "I'm going to serve Troy." Yeah, because if if I was in their position, I would have served me.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs>
1: but uh, he definitely like I don't know. He was hitting really well. In the end of that set, he just he had a cut shot out, I think, and then he hit a cut shot right into Phil's hands. And he just changed. I mean, Phil was at the net. Like, I understand why he changed right. what he was doing. But, yeah. I mean, if he, was, if he would have just swung as hard as he could, as high as he could, it
0: probably would have worked. Yeah. But I think the women's side, too, because I was talking to Delaney about it, and she was just looking at players who have gotten thirds on the AVP. And she's like, why do you think I haven't gotten a third on the AVP? And I think on the women's side, there's such a huge difference between, a big gap between the Tier 1 teams and the Tier 2s. Mm-hmm. And I think it is the teams with, the big blockers. Yeah. Because you have Alex, Pavin, and now you have Kelly, uh, Kaia Stam, yeah. Kelly Clays, yeah. Chang. And then you have then it like there's a big dip down into like the shorter blockers. Like, I mean Delaney's five nine. And I think she is a really good blocker. I was like, if you do wanna take a third, I feel like you just gotta find a giant and a really good physical mm-hmm. blocker. And I think that's why like I think you and Tony, you know, young as you guys are, I think you guys have such a Bright future because Tony is like she has such she's, good. She's good I'm so impressed with her as a blocker. She's such a
2: yeah. good blocker. A and, I, and I had a challenge. shitty game in yeah. Austin, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm, she's gonna leave me. She's gonna ditch me. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I had one bad game, and I started, I'm like, because she's a hot commodity right now. I mean, yeah. she's and she still is like learning so much, and she's working so hard, and she's gotten good so fast. Like, it's I'm so excited to see how she does. And I feel like my defense has gotten like tremendously better this season, and I think it's because I'm playing behind her. Yeah. And, like, you know I've stopped watching do. the ball, and I'm watching the attacker now, so I, I'm reading a lot more, but then she touches almost everything. And she, like, digging a hard-driven ball is so easy because I don't have to move. Mm-hmm. Like, and every time, almost every time I turn to her, if it's a close game, and I just go, I go, go give me block. And I give her, like, ball. I'm like, yeah. go grab the ball. Yeah. 99% of the time, she gets blocked. block. Yeah. And I think she, she needs that, like, and I tell her, I'm like, do whatever you want. Half the time, I'm like, I don't care what you do. Just, like, go get the ball. Yeah. Like, you're blocking the hit, and I'm just going to run run down the shots if I'm feeling like I can read stuff. yeah. And I, I, I try and give her the freedom to do whatever. But when I look at her and I give her the green light to go get, I mean, she goes and gets a block. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. And I think it's helped, it's helped me a ton. And it takes a lot of stress off. Like, we'll go down three or four points. We, for some reason, like to do that. We'll go down, <laughs> like, three or four points. We were down 14-8 against Sarah and Therese. We came back and won 21, 19, 18, 18 or nineteen.
0: Jeez, I didn't know that. Yeah,
2: we just got to run. She blocked some, and I just, I just was kind of freed up to like go run down shots and just be a, kind of a spaz, like I like <laughs> to <just,
3: laughs> <ride, laughs> roll around in
2: the sand a little bit. And she's been working. You know, I mean, it's exciting. I'm excited to see where she goes and hopefully where we go together. Because she, I mean, she's gonna, she's what, how tall is twenty six, two or three. She's yeah. not that tall, but she plays Huge. really yeah. big. Yeah, and she's getting really good at her lineups and her hand placements, yeah. and it just makes my life. That's that Her hands
0: are so dynamic. Watching her in
2: Australia, I was like, "Damn! Like these are good moves." She gets like three, at least three blocks, like a set. Yeah, like yeah. she gets so many blocks, and and then she touches a ton of high line shots too.
3: Right.
2: Like so, it's it's exciting. Yeah. But yeah, we're hoping, you know, someone like Taryn too. Her and Kristen are. I mean. She's such a you know force up there, and then, the and then Kristen blockers. just yeah. like Six, runs yeah. around and digs every single shot that there is because she's so smart and she's so quick. Yeah. And then she's so good. I was working on it today. My one handed touches they're just they're not good. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> they're just not good enough. And I literally look up Kristen like I literally watch her one handed because she's so comfortable. I I want to be on my feet all the time, mm-hmm. and I want to get up and I want to hit like a low transition set, but. Yeah. She's so comfortable digging with one hand, and I'm I'm always like swinging, trying to redirect it to my to the blockers at the net, and she just is like little touch. It's perfect. So I was working on it today, and I was so bad at it. It's so hard. (laughs) Tony was better than me. We were doing like a (laughs) one-handed little pepper thing, and it was so she was so much better than me. I'm like, why do I suck at this? It's just another thing added to the list of like things (laughs) I'm not good at. But yeah, and so Taryn, I mean, obviously they won. They're incredible. So that's a team that. I'm I'm excited to see how they do, and I'm excited. I want to compete. I hope I play against them. I hope I qualify for New Orleans, and I hope I get to play against them because that'll be Tony's from Baton Rouge as well. So that would be a super fun matchup in their in their hometown, and um, they're I mean they're obviously so talented as well. So I think it's it is evolving to more of like the big blocker, and as a defender, I mean it makes it so much easier as a defender to right. to run around back there. Yeah,
1: you right? know for sure like. You have to take this sliver, and then if they go high over
0: there, like, whatever the blocker might touch,
1: you can yeah, run that down. Yeah, you run
2: it down. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. And it's fun. I mean, you mentioned, like, when you say like go get a ball like tony will get a lot of blocks yeah. as a blocker i think it's funny like a rob would always tell me oh, yeah. just like just get the fucking ball yeah yeah, yeah i would do it <laughs> dude i get fired up <laughs> if my defender gives me a ball you're one of the rare defenders that just
1: gives the straight ball yeah. block like usually i'm calling it by myself like double ball block yeah. behind my yeah. back they're like no change it <laughs> i call
2: ball now it's either ball or i give her like go sp- like and yeah. we serve out of the middle and just go yeah. here like yeah. we're we're Again, you know, we're playing with a lot of different things. We're yeah. we're still a pretty new pair. Like we're still trying to figure out where we want our sets. Like there's yeah. so much that we're yeah. trying to figure out. <laughs> but I look at her and it's it's less about line angle now. Like we run way less fours and threes than we used to. Sometimes you know we mix that in. I think it's good to mix everything in. But a lot of it is just like go grab the ball yeah. and and based on where the set is, I still have to make a. You know, we're still moving to different places. If someone runs a back set, it, it changes things a little bit. But I feel like that's underused. I mean, you don't yeah. see that that much. But I haven't played against a lot of... I haven't played against Pavan. I haven't played against, you know, um, Alex. I've played against Taryn a couple of times, but I still think Taryn goes really high sometimes. Yeah. And if if she's getting really good at going over and if she continues doing that, she's going to be such a, be such an incredible blocker. Um, but I, I don't think enough people just go balling. You know who does a really good job at it? Carly Kahn. And she's 5... She's good at everything. Nine or ten, she's amazing. <laughs> and she's so, she just go, She's so good with her hands, and so I think it's if you can be a really good disciplined blocker with your hands, you can be good. But it is, it's tough for someone like Delaney, who's she doesn't have this size, so yeah. it's hard. But she would she defend? Would she like to defend?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, her biggest, all of her biggest successes have been as a defender. Mm-hmm. I mean, she beat Mel and Pav in the New York qualifier mm-hmm. as a defender. She won the, like, USA, Queen of the Beach yeah. thing yeah. as, well, I mean, in pool play, she did whatever, but yeah. then she picked up Kelly Clays and when ended up winning, played, and yeah. then won a gold medal with Therese last year as a defender, yeah. and I was like, was a pretty good trend here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, maybe the women's side is going to go that way, too, just keep getting bigger and bigger defenders. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: I mean, it's, it's looking that way. Yeah. I mean, well, the defenders, I don't know, I feel like are still not big, but the blockers... Like that's like I feel like the clear delineation between the elite teams. Yeah, it's huge. When you blocker. have the big blockers yeah. and you look at I mean, Kelly Kalinske, I feel like is almost getting on the undersized part yeah. for the those elite sixteen teams. Yeah. She's like six two.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. What are you what are you working on right now? Like what parts of your game are you trying to develop?
1: I mean, I think
0: same thing with Savvy. <laughs> like, I have a lot
1: to There's work a lot, on. There's right. a long yeah. checklist, yeah. Um I've really been trying to add, like, um, a chop, like a cut cut shot, but more of, like, a chop than, like, a cut shot. Like a dart. More yeah. of a dart, yeah, uh, which I, I was trying to work on it a little bit today. Yeah. But it uh, didn't go very well. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I have, like... See, the problem is I get into a game situation, like, I know it's going to work. But there's definitely times when I play teams, um, especially the top teams, like, they'll get me... In a trap, like whatever they serve me a certain way, and they drag me towards um, like for where my approach is and like where I'm comfortable, and like just like adding new tools for my side out game, just to be able to use like if I get stuck in one of those situations, because mm-hmm. last couple of years like you know if you blocked me high, I was still like, just gonna <laughs> the next one I was still right. gonna try to go OT, like. yeah. um, but I think like adding more tools to be able to work with, like, when I get trapped in a game. And then um, serving was a big focus. I'm still working on the serving a lot. I think just, like, being um, deceptive with the shoulders. You do a really good job of that, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, facing one way and then, like, hitting... Like, you do the uh corner to corner and you do the inside out into yeah. the seam and it's so hard to see because yeah. like it doesn't really look like it's going at either person yeah because it's the the spin's taken away from the left yeah. sider and then but it doesn't get all the way to the right sider
0: you don't have a lot of heat getting to get
1: creative <laughs> <laughs> but like i think you do a really good job of like being deceptive from the service line i think um past years like i knew where i was going to serve and I would go like very over the top, yeah, and just like be able to spin the ball different ways to like create new angles. And then obviously blocking like I think um, like timing is still like my biggest thing like if if I feel good on the timing and my eye works good, like I feel like i'm I'm really good, but it's so hard to get yourself into that zone, even if you know like, like, all right, don't watch the ball, like jump after they jump you just get caught up in like, oh, am I in the right spot, like the lineup, and then like, oh, I wasn't even thinking about it, like I forgot again. Yeah. And then like, you'll do that like seven points in a row, it's like, all right, gotta focus. So, Mm. I think like, really just like simplifying the blocking for myself, and like only having like, one or two things to think about. um, That's like, I think, I, I would still say I'm probably three or four years away from like, like putting everything together, which is exciting, um, but I I also know like I just have to be patient with it, like not to put too much pressure and like get super mad in practice yeah. or whatever when I'm not executing. Yeah.
0: So. It's cool to see one that you're like acknowledging that that time frame because yeah. I feel like a lot of people there's this great saying where it's everyone overestimates how much they can accomplish in one year and underestimates what they can do in 10. Yeah. yeah. And so it's really cool for you to see that long game and like in three or four years, I'll be a lot more complete of a player. Right. And it's also really cool that you are working on all these things and developing and, and acknowledging that you're developing yeah. and still winning an A V P and taking a silver medal and an yeah. FIVB. Like it's super cool to see you not only like being like, I'm going to accept these growing pains. With a lot of success as well. Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah the success wasn't expected, definitely. Um, but, like, I think I'm more of a... I mean, I think everyone would say their growth mindset, but whether they actually are right. or not, right? But I, I judge... Like, even after the Austin tournament, I, I was thinking about it like... Like, I'd, I I could have played a lot better. Like, I think I've made too many hitting errors. Um, I didn't really, like, serve that well. I served, like, with pressure, but I wasn't, like, getting what John Mayer calls a knockout. Mm -hmm. Like, just them fully out of system. So I think, like, having that approach to every tournament, like, no matter whether I win or lose this game, it's not going to make a difference. Like, I'm still the same player at the end of the Mm -hmm. the game. Like, I'm going to have stuff to work on. And using that just as, like, an experience to be, like, all right, go back to the lab and this is what I need to work on. And just keep adding things. And also, I think, like, playing against great players, like, stealing stuff from them. Like, oh, that made me really uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, like, I steal a lot from Theo. I stole a lot from Jake and Phil. Obviously, it's, like, my version, so it probably doesn't look the same. Um, but, like, it's been cool to be around, like, so many great blockers and them to be open and Chase, too. Chase Bundiger, actually, is, I train with him a lot during the offseason, and he gives me tips, and it's been really helpful, like, just, like, hearing what they have to say. They're, they're different perspectives. So yeah.
0: I think Chase is secretly one of the most supportive dudes on tour. Yeah. Like, he'll, he texted me, like, right after me and Tim played in Brazil. He was, like, texting me, like, review of the game. Yeah. He's like, dude, like, you were so close in here and there. And he'll just, yeah. like, I talked to him about what he does to jump high, and he, like, gave me, like, full workout. Yeah. And he's. I think Chase is, like, quietly, like, one of the best guys because he doesn't really have, like, social media presence, right. like, isn't out there a lot. Right. And so people don't really know, like, what a good, solid dude Chase Budinger yeah. is. He's awesome. I he, agree.
2: He got on the plane <clears throat> after Austin, and we were, like, a ton of people were on, like, this evening flight back to L.A., and me, Tony, and Evan got the exit row. And like, we were saving it for Tony. Like, she really wanted it. And we wanted to sit next to her. And Chase came by right behind Tony. And Tony's like, Do you want, like, do you want to sit here? Like, you're taller than me. Like, do you, like, I can give you the seat? And he goes, It was after he lost you. He goes, I just, no, I just don't deserve it. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh. That's so, but like, it was, you know, it it showed how much, like, he, he was never like pointing the finger at Troy or it was like, he felt like he could have done better. And and so that, I mean, it, though that small thing just showed how good of a guy he is, how supportive he is, how, how well he wants to do like stuff like that. Like, so as sad as it sounded, it was kind (laughs) of cool to hear though. I was like, wow, I mean, that's wild.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Chase gets a bad rap for sure. Like, I think he's a quiet guy and he's shy. Um, like I am and like whatever he um he definitely like sometimes goes after his partners in practice but usually in game like he's pretty good about like yeah. like all right I'm focused on myself um but yeah I think he gets a bad rap he, he's a super nice guy and like I think maybe because people think he came from the NBA and he has like they think he has this big ego I don't, I don't really see that when I play with him or hang out with yeah. him. Yeah,
0: so. I don't think it's an ego thing. I think it's just a culture thing. I mean, basketball culture is just different. I mean, you can it's, bark at your teammate yeah, in basketball, that's true. and that's totally acceptable. That's like, true. Michael Jordan like, was an asshole, like mm-hmm. an objective asshole to his teammates, but... It's what makes basketball teams great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you come out to the beach and everyone's like pretty sensitive. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and, <you> know, like, <laughs> and so when you like kind of yap at someone, they're like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, did you see that Chase gave me that look? It's like, well, yeah, he's holding you accountable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that Chase is so good because he holds himself accountable. I agree, I mean, it, yeah. It'd be one thing, you know, if you were demanding something of your partner that you weren't doing yourself. But everything he's demanding of anyone, whether it was Rosie or Casey or Troy – like, he's doing himself. Yeah. You know, so I, I think it's just a culture thing more than an ego thing. I agree, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Chase. <laughs> he's so funny. <laughs> yeah. I think
1: my favorite uh, basketball clip of all time, I've told him this multiple times, too. Because, uh, <laughs> so he was on the Rockets. They were playing the Nets. And he was on the bench. Um, it was, like, midway through the third quarter. Have you ever seen that Gerald Green dunk? The windmill? Yes. In-game, like, the craziest in-game dunk of all time. Like, the guy's head, was, like, chin was above the rim. yeah. And you can see Chase on the bench, and, like, the entire bench, like, kind of freaks out, but they're on the other team, so, they, like, they can't, like, do that much. Yeah. But he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I'll
0: have to look that
1: up. Yeah, yeah
2: now I want to go look yeah. <laughs> it <sighs> what, what do you have?
0: Awesome. Uh, so you've got your two, two international finishes. Best three out of four. So, like, you don't have to go crazy on the world tour, but is that still some, Especially because AVP is about to really hit it. Yep. Are you still trying to do a couple more internationals? I'm definitely trying to get, like, mm-hmm.
1: I want to finish this year in a good position to go into next year. Mm-hmm. Um, that Thailand tournament definitely hurt the bank account. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. We, like, split whatever, 700 bucks per second, oh, which man. literally only covered the change fee for my flight. Because um, I had to change it because we had a quarantine in Bangkok, which I didn't know.
0: Yeah. So, That's why I didn't go. When yeah. I saw that, I was like, this is going to be too expensive oh, yeah. and just too much of a hassle. So
1: that was literally, like, on top of the whatever... $1700 flight. I had to pay a $350 change fee. <laughs> my heart. And then they like gave us the check. I was like, "I got the change fee covered at least." Um oh my but yeah, I mean, I do want to like obviously I want to play at the highest level. I think the um the international tour is the highest level in the world right now. Um but just like trying to figure out which tournaments to go to. I think we're me and Nick are going to try to do the
0: um Morocco
2: In and Portugal the
0: challengers yeah. is Morocco.
2: Isn't that the same weekend as Hermosa? Is it? No, it so. goes, I think it goes, well, I hope not, but I think it's the Denver tour series Hermosa and then it's Portugal, Morocco. I don't know which one's first. And then it's like Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Cause I'm planning on doing, okay. Being gone like all of July and trying to do those. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Big it's month. the weekend after. Okay. I hope it is, but yeah. Those are going to be two big challengers, I think, for all of us that yeah. are like yeah. trying to break in. I mean, me and Tony are going to Lithuania, and she's done some of the futures, and I've, um, I did the Norsegas. So with our points combined and after Lithuania, we will be set in the qualifier for Lithuania. Yeah. And then hopefully we qualify and do well enough, and it should put us in a good position to um, be in the qualifier for the challengers. Well, but the, I think the those are two challengers not
0: even filling up anyway. Yeah, they we should be fine. fine
2: regardless. But we're going to Lithuania just to yeah make sure make sure. But those are going to be two events that I think a lot of people are going to try and go to because there's not many challengers until like November October yeah. November whatever it is I and then then it's like a whole month full of yeah. challengers. I know. So, I think those would be two good ones to try and go to for sure. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I it's crazy like how long it takes for your points to kick in too. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. It's
1: like you got to have the finish what, like 45 days before the turn or whatever Yeah, it's you like whenever the
0: registration right. is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's crazy to me. Like um I, I wanted to do some more futures, mm-hmm. um, even though the money's not good, like, just to get the experience. But I remember, um, yeah, Jake and Alex, the Canadian team, like, they got a second in, where was it, Australia? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they got knocked out in the qualifier in Thailand. Yep. And, like, that kind of, like, what do you do with that? Because you're going to have to keep playing tournaments, but
0: then eventually the second right. clears. Dude, that's so, why, I, like, I think Americans are crazy for playing futures right now. Yeah. I think... Hit the Norsekas. Yeah. Like, what is the, the Norsekas? Eighty percent of a future. 80%. Yeah, it's still so like pretty
2: legit. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. yeah. And those points are actually pretty solid AVP points too, yeah. which yeah. I'm discovering. And it's
2: way cheaper. And if you are way the cheaper, top finishing yeah. U.S. team, you get an eight hundred dollars type in. And then you you get paid. First is like you split two grand. Second, you split a grand. And third, you split five hundred. That is better
0: for futures. Yeah. For, for so, it's just, so it's just it's just like financially yeah. and you know Norsekas. I mean, you have to do something pretty bad to finish work, like fifth or worse. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it's a pretty easy tournament. Yeah. To get, I mean, to get second, what you guys did in Thailand was exponentially more difficult than what me and Tim did in Cuba, mm-hmm. yeah. and we got really similar points, and me and Tim made money. Right. Yeah. When so, like, I'm looking at. I told Tim because he was like, "Oh, let's do this futures," and I was like, "I'm never playing a futures again." If if as long as Nurseik is having events. I'm Done with I mean, futures, yeah. it doesn't, it just doesn't make sense, right? And then, so I was like, it's either Challengers or Norseka in a location that I really want to see. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. There's
2: a Norseka qualifier, I think, like June 7th or something like that. Yeah, that gets you into a couple events, but they're during, they're in July, they are during conflict. like Hermosa and during the, the oh, Challengers. Okay. So yeah. Like, I don't think we'll do those, but going to the two that you know, we went to, Tony couldn't do the the qualifier, so I went with um, Megan, and so I only got half the points, but I'm still grateful because that still helps us, but if Tony had been able to go to the qualifier and we did these last two events, we probably could have won as well, gotten more points, and then not even had to go to Lithuania at all and just saved. I mean, the, yeah, the flight for that was like 1300 bucks, yeah. and it's like 40 degrees there. So it's like, that's oh, not going to be super. <laughs> it's, not be, it's like oh, it's man. like high 40s.
1: Would yeah. you rather play in freezing cold or like burning hot? I don't know. Like 40 degrees or 108? Probably 40, honestly. I think yeah. I'd take the heat. I take I take the cold. 108 sure. well, I is think... too
2: much. It was like 95 in La Paz. It was almost 100 in Austin, and that was tolerable. But any hotter, I I don't know what. I, and more humid, I don't know what I would have done.
0: <laughs> I think the only like reason I would take the I heat yeah. is because I think I can out tough someone else. Yeah. And in the cold, like everyone, once Freezing. you get warm, like yeah, it sucks. It's yeah. uncomfortable, but like no one's just gonna die. Right. But like I love seeing the other teams melt. Like yeah. when we played Puerto Rico, I was like, oh, they're toast. They're done. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Seems see like
2: smoking you too, you, you like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. In the heat too, you're warm. Like yep. you're you're not. You don't you don't have to do as long of a warm up. You don't you know. In the cold, like there's I think there's more risk for injury as well because yeah you're just more cold. So we'll see. We're me and Tony trying to figure out like matching leggings and long sleeves like we've got we finally got the swimsuits dialed in and now we have to go match the, <laughs> the, the leggings and the long sleeves and pack and a carry-on for three weeks because we're going th- this thursday so yep and tony knows better than to check a bag now
0: she yeah. learned that in australia or she a lot checked a Kors bag Nana. she lose it immediately I, well no so in uh in australia when we went to cool and goddess we had to take like a little puddle jumper from cool and Goddess to sydney and it was like on basically the spirit of australia <laughs> yeah And so Zana has this bag. It's the biggest bag I've ever seen in my life. And it weighs so much. And so like after a certain weight, so you get charged for the checked bag. And then after a certain weight, you get charged like per kilo. Oh my God. And her bag was like 10 times as expensive as our tickets. And Zana just got clobbered by this thing. And Tony was like, Oh my God,
2: I'm gonna be so poor. (laughs) And I was
0: like, Tony, don't check a bag.
2: Ever. No, we're literally going <laughs> to carry on to from San Antonio to New Orleans, straight to Lithuania. And I'm like, all right, hopefully we qualify. We're in New Orleans, then we just do our laundry at Evan's house, and yeah. I'll have him. He can check the bags back on yep. on Southwest on the way home. He can take some stuff, and we'll we'll pack light. It sucks. Yeah. Cause it's cold. You have to pack the layers, but yeah. I learned that on like. That sob trips and stuff too, and yeah. Turks and I mean that stuff's expensive, especially if you're mm-hmm. on. You know, we just were on Valeris, and they tried to make us pay more. Oh, yeah. I mean, we paid for a backpack and a carry on, but they have to. They, they're only able to weigh like 22 pounds combined, and they they try to make us. And I started putting my clothes on. I was like, I'm not paying. <laughs> I threw a fit. This we was like in Aguas Calientes. <laughs> we were in Aguas, and I. It was like six in the morning. Our flight was so early, and the lady, I didn't. She didn't speak English, and she's weighing my bag and I opened it and I started just putting all my clothes on I'm like I refuse to pay for this bag and then in La Paz instead of the lady kept coming up to saying take your bag over here take your bag and we look at Bill and he just we were in like the last group group three and they are probably going to make everyone check their bag because of this, the bin space and make you pay for the weight of course they just want to rip you off right and we see Bill just like hop in line with group two and we're watching him. We're like, what's he doing? And she, he scans it after she told him twice to go check his bag. Yeah. The same lady scanned his pass and just was like, let him go. Yeah. And so we all get in line with group two. We all somehow made it through. Didn't have to pay, but yeah, it, th- those types of flights will just rip you off. Yeah. So yeah, no check bags. It's a bad yeah. way
1: to lose money. Yeah. It's just <laughs> it's the worst. Way. Lose enough money as it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: So what's next for you, New Orleans?
1: I'm actually playing in San Antonio this weekend.
2: Oh, I know. I yeah. know. Yeah. I just heard about that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Big one um, seed. Are we? Yeah. I, lo- I was looking at the entry list. I was like, oh, Timmy B.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, on top. Timmy.
0: Yeah, I'm
1: excited to play with Tim. Yeah. Tim, Schwangle, and Logan, uh, we played like all offseason. I don't even remember when that was. Maybe after 2019, like between 2019 2020. So, it's good. I, I'm going to have fun playing with Tim. Yeah. Like, I know, I know how to play with him, so it'll be fun. I will feel bad, though, if, like, we play, like, Schwingle and Berkey or something in the quarters. I mean, yeah.
2: That's what happened with Bill and Evan. They yeah. played Schwangel and Berkey oh, yeah? in, the, in, like, the round of 16 and beat yeah. them. Yeah. And they, that just is a bummer. Because.
1: I, I would feel bad if I, like, took a spot away from someone. But, I mean, hey, like, the AVP is not going to stop it, which, by the way, I think they should. I think if you're a main-drawn team. You shouldn't be able to play the qualifiers. Yeah, because that just—I mean, it just messes up the bracket. Like you have to face um, whatever a main draw team in. I mean, the quarterfinals. S- Stephen
0: Pete got screwed. Yeah. In um, Panama City. Right. They win their pool, get Avery and Veranic first round. Because they messed up their like, pool. Oh, yeah. Brutal. Yeah. I mean.
1: I, I'm playing because like like I said like I have a lot to work on. I think the game experience is is good. Like you learn a lot through tournaments, a lot more than practice. Yeah. Um. So I think like it's a good opportunity meet, for me to get better um, and to help Tim out too. I, I know like um, like if we win it, Tim will get some points from it. So. Mm-hmm. But. I will feel bad if uh, I knock yeah. somebody I know.
0: You know, like playing Schwengel <laughs> and Berkey. It's like, man, Andy's serve percentage went down to two. He <laughs> just
1: serve balls
3: under the bed. Yeah.
0: Well, what was it? the optioning, 30 balls out in a row. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to Tim, though. I know
1: yeah. Tim needs the points, yeah. too, and yeah. Tim
0: wants to win, so. Especially if it's against Schwengel. Yeah, oh, oh, he, he's, yeah. Oh, he's not going to win Schwengel won't, won't let either of us live it down. Yeah, yeah. no, no. So. Oh. Right on, man. Well, congrats on all the success so Thank far. Um, I'm excited to watch you keep being a badass this summer. Thank you. Andrew man. Benish.
3: <laughs> Andrew. I'm going to calling you Andrew now when I see
0: you. Good to have you back on, better. Thank you, man. Should Thank you. you